Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels, and welcome to my podcast. Today I want to talk to you about the number one training mistake that even trainers make. And that is asking for too much and not quitting on a try. So often people go at horses with their own timetables. They have deadlines to meet. Trainers are being paid to get certain things done in 30 days or 90 days or six months or a year. There are um, competitors that want to get a horse ready for a certain event or a futurity or a rodeo or a super show. So you put them on these timetables, a, a human timetable, your calendar, instead of what is best for the horse. And what will happen is this will create a horse that can become extremely hot, maybe a stressed out horse that chews on the bit, swishes their tail, doesn't even know how to relax, um, starts having bad behavior on the ground and in the saddle, starts to get a bad attitude when you saddle them or ride them. All of these things are your horse trying to talk to you and saying enough is enough. It's too much. You skipped right from first grade and put me in ninth grade or worse college and I don't have the tools. I'm not ready. So I just feel like as a trainer myself for so many years and knowing what it's like to be paid to get a job done for someone or having a client say, look, I want to be ready for this show, state show or world or this or that. And it's all these man-made dates, calendars. And as a trainer, you're being paid. So you go, all right, well, I'm going to try to get this done. And in your gut, you know it's not in the horse's best interest, but then you have a client that's pushing you to get it done. And I learned to say no, that I learned that I had to say, look, I'm going to have to put the horse first. You know, it just can't happen. And sometimes it's even more than a training issue. It's a chiropractic issue. It's a veterinarian issue. It's a farrier or a dental issue. You know, so often a horse is brought into me with sharp points and hooks and ramps in their mouth or uh, uneven, unbalanced feet or sore, sore body. There's just so many things that just really is a mistake that a lot of people make, trainers included, and that's working on a time schedule instead of what's in the horse's best interest. I feel like a horse needs to be a horse. You can't put a horse in a 12 by 12 with two meals a day and not expect them to get gastric ulcers or start becoming cribbers or weavers or stressed out. It's just not natural. You can't pour a bunch of grain to a horse and no forage. It's not natural. So that's another thing when they go off to training. Are they in a stall most of the time or are they in a grass pasture and get plenty of turnout time? You have to think about these things with your own home and where you send your horse. It's not good for a horse to be changed from what 
God made them, which is an animal who should have forage and graze throughout the day, you know, and be able to walk and move around throughout the day. It's just so many things that we do to them that is so unkind for our own pleasure. So I really feel like you need to stop and reevaluate yourself sometimes and say, okay, how can I do this in a way that's good for me and good for my horse? And that's by throwing away those calendars and saying, if my horse is ready for four-year-old fraternities, I'll do it. If not, I'll hold them back and do it at five years old. If not, I'll hold them back and they'll just be a jackpot or open horse. It doesn't matter. Or I'll do novice or whatever. You have to look at what's best for them in the long haul. I've had people tell me they can't even do slow work on their horse. Like they can't even walk a drill in the pattern or they can't go on a trail ride on a walk or their horse runs off on them. That flabbergasts me. How can you not be able to walk your horse around the barrel pattern? How can you not go for a walk on a trail ride? That's how barrel racers get that name of crazy barrel racers or crazy barrel horses. Is that, that's just not good. That's not good. I can't say anything else, but that's not good. It just makes me sad for the horse. So I believe, and I see this way too often when I haul to arenas, When you get on your horse, you should walk for 10 minutes. You don't have to just walk on a loose rein. You can walk around the arena or the pasture once, and then you can do some face flexing left, right, and down. You can do some leg laterals or walk some spiral circles. You don't have to hop on and start trotting and loping right away. And I believe you should walk at the end for 10 minutes too. You should have a warm up and a cool down, not just for their muscles, tendons, ligaments, and bones, and joints, but also for their mind. Teach them it's okay to walk. Teach them how to relax. So why would I want to do all this? I'll tell you why. The benefits is you're going to have longevity, a happy, mentally, and physically sound horse that has try and heart. So I hope if you listen to this podcast, You'll take some of this to heart and not look at that schedule and just make a schedule that works for your individual horse. They all develop at different times and speeds. Some are more mature, some are less mature, some are more nervous and fractious and can't handle as much. Others can handle more. You cannot put a schedule on an individual. So if you can throw those calendars away and just do what's right for the horse. That's what you need to do. You know, even on those babies, if it's bringing them in, riding them for 30 days and kicking them back out for 30 days to let them be a horse. You know, that's what you got to do. You know, let them grow up mentally and physically and don't put them on those schedules. So thanks for tuning in. And as always, ride with heart.